Secrets of the National Park. And I, I bought this book. The reason I bought this book years ago was to uh, add add like some money to my Amazon so I could get free shipping. So that's why I have this book. But today what I want to do is when we get into the parks, it has different things and we're going to talk about some things. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Blink. Blink. Just realized I had the barcode or the QR code, like so people could probably scan and download the app. You can get ready to earn your rewards at Dutch Bros. <laughs> no, Dutch Brothers is going public. I'm going to, uh, starting at $18 a stock, I think I'll buy a few. Why not? I mean, if stocks are your thing, then why not, you know? Yeah, that's true. But this isn't this isn't the Nasdaq. This isn't Wall Street. This isn't that kind of podcast. This is the Nature Podcast. Wandering ways. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. How you doing, man? Fan diddly tastic. Josh is in town, and you know what? When Josh is in town, you know what that means? We're going fishing. And <laughs> I know I talk a lot of fishing, but Josh likes to fish. Tomorrow we're actually going down again on the Bighorn because I was like. We've had such good success all year long that, uh, you know, it's like in Josh uh, being out in Oregon, hasn't really come to home to fish much, but he still has his Montana ID and all that. So he's good to go. He's registered to fish. And I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to get you into some hogs. Let's catch some big brown trout down there on Bighorn. Cause we like to keep the fish. A lot of fly fishermen don't they catch and release, but you know, remember rainbow trout and brown trout are invasive species here in Montana. I did not know that. Yeah, um, it's I don't, I, to be fair, I don't stay up to date on the species of fish in the state of Montana. So, well, good, good for you. I am your local expert. So any of those questions, you can come to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. I know where to go. Um, yeah, but you've been doing a ton of fishing lately. You know, and, and I love it. I love it a lot. And I was thinking, cause I was actually just up in Wolf Point, you know, good old, middle of nowhere, Montana, um, nothing to do, but watch the, the game show network, but <laughs> no, it's great up there. Uh, got to go to a wedding right on the Missouri river, beautiful spot, you know, probably hasn't changed ever because of, it's just so remote. Yeah. And the house, nice house, nice wedding venue. They even launched a rocket off and it landed in the water. Like, and we're all like, well, good thing it hit the water. Cause like fire season, you know? Yeah. Right. But it was good. Um, I'm loving it. But uh, I, I, what I realized is that's the place I could go fish a paddlefish. And oh, that's right. You, I was trying to think of what the hell you meant by paddlefish for a second. But I remember you have talked about the paddlefish before. They are a native species to Montana. They have the big nose that looks like a big just canoe yeah. paddle sitting there. And uh there you yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll pull one up so people can see you use the, like as big as my hand like the treble hooks the three they have the three things on them yeah and, uh, you snag them and you see these huge rods you know the tuna fisher rods out on uh the Missouri River and you know Thea being up from that area I never thought hey I should I should do that um oh yeah look at here for our YouTube viewers here's a paddlefish yeah they're cool. They're kind of crazy looking. I'm not going to lie. They're hogs, though. You know, I mean, they get the big ones that the guys are holding. Yeah, they remind me of sturgeon. Yeah. Well, and sturgeon are, are native to Montana, too. And actually, the Cabela's here in Billings just put two baby sturgeon in their fish tank. Oh, really? Yeah, it was kind of cool. Hey, but if you're ever in... Um... It's like the, the Multnomah Falls area there. If you go to the uh, Bridge of the Gods, you can stop at the little fish hatchery there. You can see Sherman the sturgeon. There you go. Big old sturgeon uh, out there. He just, they got a little tank and he just kind of floats. I mean, he's a big sturgeon. But oh, yeah. They get huge, 11 feet long sometimes. Yeah, they can get real big. Um, but anyway, I, I was I was watching Everyday Backpackers videos the other day. I was doing a little binge, you know, I was just kind of sitting at work um, watching his videos and I was listening to his music. I'm sitting there, you know, and then all of a sudden you just hear, wow, 
all that beauty and majesty. It's like I start getting into his videos and watching them like, oh, my God, like that is beautiful. And I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to listen to this in the background as I'm working, you know, like I'm getting too drawn in. So it's real good stuff, Calman. So uh, I just want to say shout out to him. But he in encountered a problem on one of his trips that I am curious if you've ever encountered it or what you would plan to do because on his map so they have a map of this trail right and it's like an oval we'll say okay. and there's like a line that goes through the oval and they were looking to go to that line right mm -hmm. well on one of the maps they had it said it was like by the lake on, on the other map it was like away from the lake like more north or something of, of that so they actually ended up like walking all the way back around on the oval, you know, adding probably, I don't know how many miles they added, but to come back to the spot, the original spot they want to go rather than that cut across spot. Um, but then they found out later on a different map that trail was marked correctly on someone else's map that they had later in the trip. And I'm curious how you would go about something like that you know you have one map you're out there hiking right yeah and you it should be here but you're not seeing trailhead but you can still get to the destination by going around you know oh um easy i would just i would just do the the other trail that was actually on the map um i mean i'm pretty sure we have talked about like me not knowing mileage very well on trips and just like we're having way too intense of a trip so that would probably that probably um would happen to me in <laughs> if i went on a trip like that you know except yeah i don't know how many miles calman and them added but you know i probably if it was me that was doing it we'd probably have an extra like 10 miles of hiking that you were then originally planned so uh, right. you know, I just, I'd go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm like, I don't think we've ever encountered that, but it makes sense, you know, cause sometimes faulty maps are faulty maps. I guess it was an updated year or something. So he did in his video, I think he reminded everybody, make sure to check the year mm. of map you're using and the updates and whatnot. Cause they do forest services, I think do change trails and, and, and whatnot and fires change areas too. And yeah. different things, blizzards, uh, rock slides, all that happens. So, um, things get changed and moved all the time. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I thought that was something that I, I would bring up. Cause I was like, huh, I don't, I could see, I could see you in that case being like, well, I'll just take another 12 miles and yeah. And, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it would it would be twelve miles, but like as we take it, I'd say like, oh, you know, we'll, let's just take the extra five miles, and it would be twelve miles is how it would work. If I was doing it, I'd be like, oh no, we're almost there. It's only like five miles. Then you just keep going and going, and you know that's why people um, that's why people some people don't like hiking with me because I end up doing way more uh, than we planned. <laughs> we do though with you. I'm not gonna lie, like. Because even like Hawaii, yeah. when we were down there, you know, you were just like, yeah, that's the miles. And and then, and then you know, we're not calculating in that elevation gain in those miles where it's like, oh, typically in Glacier, when we do this, it's this. Or when we do this, it's this. So it's, we're not thinking, we're, we're going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the other thing too sometimes is when you do go with the flow, you, you take it a little bit easier on your body, a little bit slower because you are just like, you know, I'm pacing myself. I don't know where this is going, you know, but if you kind of have like, well, we should be to that waterfall by now. And you know, where you get impatient. I think that mental strain is also a factor it, with, with the physical strain. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, I've been on hikes where, you know, I've read, like what you'll see um and so like i'll be on them and i'll go like well you know um there's supposed to be a waterfall at like some point <laughs> right. so um yeah, yeah that, that i probably need to plan more 
than I do <laughs> when I go on these things. So, you know, I, uh, I was, I was brushing the hair this morning and, uh, I got, I got some gray hair coming in back here and I can see it now, like if in the mirror, like not just in the back, it's up here now. And it's cause of your shit. No, this <laughs> <laughs> kind of not planning. It's like, fuck. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's my joke all the time with the athletes. I work when they just start ticking me off and they're not listening to the stuff I say. And I go, you see this gray in my beard? Do you see it? It's because of shit like you, what you're doing right now. It's giving me this. It really is. I mean, I'm okay with it. Like what I like is my grandpa and you've met my grandpa. He has the white hair. Mm -hmm. I just hope for that. I, I want the salt and pepper look. Oh, it'll go salt and pepper early, but yeah. like, late if it just stays in shape like that intact yeah. yeah i want i want the salt and pepper look for like ever <laughs> i take the salt and pepper look now to be honest yeah i mean you could i don't think matt will ever get gray hair i don't know i don't know if matt will or matt won't he'll know. be the guy he'll be keep he'll keep dying it because he's still he's still on the hunt I could honestly see Matt looking the same age for like 40 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which like kudos to him because I think he look young for like 40 years. <laughs> I mean, he's looked like how old he was at 20 and he's almost 30. That's 10. Right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's got another 30 years of looking like he does. Right. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Which is exciting because we have him coming up on the show eventually. Again. As always. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't like Matt, let us know. Um, and we'll Definitely. stop having him on. And it won't hurt his feelings because he doesn't listen to these. Yeah, he won't. In fact, you know what? Send in your comments about him and we'll even read them online here on the podcast. You know, because he won't get them. He won't listen. He won't get it. So it will be fine. You can uh, say whatever you want about Matt. <laughs> Right. No, I'm, I, I would be actually excited for that. Cause what I like is I was talking to Tyler yesterday and he goes, you know, I, I support you guys. I just, I can't listen to you because I, you're my brother and it's just weird. And I'm like, I get it. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But when we look at the listeners we have and very, I'm very thankful for each and every one of you, you know, when you reach out to us on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all the, all the contacts, uh, we love talking and hearing from you, but I am just super thankful because it's like, you know, these are actual people who want to hear what we're talking about. Like, it's not my family like, oh, yeah, we're watching and listening for you, you know, and it's like, that's cool. Like, and so thank you, guys. Yeah, for real. For real. Thank you. Uh, I love all all of the wanderers out there. Um, Getting into the main meat of today. What we've got going on today is we are giving you guys another one of these wonderful Wandering Ways clusters, breakdown of a cluster, Woo! right? We've done, we've done the Utah Five, we've done Glacier, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons. Now we are heading west, 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 and we are going to do a little bit of a Southern Oregon, Northern California swing of Crater Lake, Lassen National Park, and the Redwoods National Park in no particular order. Um, <laughs> you know, I think you could do it in a lot of different orders. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know which one would maybe be best to start. Um, you know, and I'm going to have to default to you because you've actually gone to, I've never been to Lassen and I haven't, I don't think I've ever been to Crater. If I have, it was when I was a youth and I need to get out to Oregon to visit you down South there to get over, um, to go do Crater. Cause I really, really want to, um, so I'm going to default to you, but I, I, I have my book secrets of the national park. And I, I bought this book. The reason I bought this book years ago was to uh add add like some money to my amazon so i could get free shipping so that's why we have this book but today what i want to do is when we get into the parks it has different things and we're going to talk about some of them as well i'm excited 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, you know, going back to like the order of doing it, um, you know, maybe you would want to do it by closest big city. Um, so you could like fly into, um, which would then most likely be Lassen because you can fly into Sacramento. Oh, um, which would that would be a good starting point if you're flying into a big city. Um, if not, you know, you could be the- Reading or is Grant not Grant's Pass, but Med- Medford. Medford. Uh, and you know that's like flying into like a Billings or Bozeman kind of small town. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you could fly into you could fly into a Reading, you could fly into a Medford, you can fly into an Arcata. Um, you totally can. Uh, I think it will be a bit more expensive because they're smaller airports. You'll have to make a transition. Um, I know flying into Arcata is pretty expensive. Um, so if you are looking for like the bigger airport where you can, where you can do um, maybe a cheaper flight, you know, Sacramento is your best option. Uh, your next best option would be Portland. Uh, but you do have, you do have like a six-hour drive down to Crater. Uh, what about from- Reno? Reno, Nevada. How far is that from Lassen? Um, oh, that's actually really good. I don't think it's much far. It's a little farther than uh, like a Sacramento. Because mm. um, I know those two are very kind of close to each other. I'm curious if that would be an yeah. op- option as well. Um yeah, it's kind of what I like about this spot and kind of this cluster in particular is we have a little bit of knowledge and expertise in this in this part of the country, as well as it, I feel like the big parks are becoming super overcrowded. The Yosemites, the, you know, the glaciers, the Yellowstones, the Olympics, um, you know, Smoky Mountains is really overcrowded. And people are like, I want to get into some of those hidden, hidden parts of the country, those, you know, where it's just me and the trees. Um, and I think these three parks kind of can give you that, which I like. Yeah. Um, Reno is actually a fairly decent option uh, for flying in. It's only, it's a little under three hour drive to Lassen, okay. um, which isn't, which is honestly probably a better choice than like Portland. So um, if you're looking for you know, good solid options. I'd go with either Sacramento or Reno. I might even go Reno um, before Sac. You know, honestly, whichever one's cheaper, that's the one I would go to uh, between those two um, to give yourself a little bit of options. So we'll open this up with doing it starting at Lassen. um, And then from there, uh, when you're in Lassen, right, things to do in Lassen. Lassen's probably not the most, like, you know, we've talked about it on here. We had Matt on talking about it. Lassen is the kind of park, it's a hiker's park. You know, it's something where you kind of just go and you hike or maybe you do camp for the weekend with your family because there's not a lot of, like, awe factor in it but it's something you can, you're away from people. It's not as popular of a park. So you can go enjoy a day or two in that area um, and get your, get a taste of volcano activity. Um, Really kind of, you know, there there just isn't a whole lot to do in Lassen um, in general. And, and I think part of this cluster, you know, when we look at these clusters, we're planning your, your five to seven day trip kind of, around this and I, I would dedicate at least a day to it I think yeah um to give it the time to do the trail um you know when we did our big five in Utah it's like you know when you take uh a capital reef and you're only doing the one hike that day and you're passing through this could be that park I think uh because it is it is smaller um it's kind of just the volcano itself it is active volcano, which is cool. The mud yeah. pot, the stuff it has, but I think you can get your fill and move on to the next destination all within a day. Um, and that might be the case depending on 
you know, the type of traveler you are where, oh, I really like to get, you know, two, three, you know, spend an extra night places. If you have that ability to do, people do that where it's like, oh, you know, I was in Yellowstone. I planned two days, but I'm going to stay for four, you know? So I think in that case, you, this is one of those parks you could take time away from and still feel like you completed it all. Yeah, you know, the one thing about even like all three of these parks, um, they are on the smaller side of things when it comes to these national parks. So like you can get a good fill for them, like all three of them within a day. So it might be worth also looking into stuff around these parks as well. You know, so like maybe you are taking your time and checking out like a Lassen or a, a Mount Shasta um, in that area uh, for like the Redwoods. Maybe you're taking the time to hit the forest and the beach, um, you know, and then if you're going up to Crater Lake, you know, Crater Lake's kind of out there. It's really the only like real big thing in the area. So like maybe you know, you go and hit like those smaller towns in the area to get like that smaller kind of community feel um, for, yeah, I would, for it. I would even throw out Bend in that case, you know, because sometimes people do want it. They want to experience Bend, Oregon in a trip. And you could you could say if you were to cut time off Crater to spend a day, like you could cut a day off Crater to spend it in Bend. Yeah, um, uh, you, you could. You know, that if you did want to do Bend, I would either, either start in Bend, go Crater to Lassen to Redwoods or Crater Redwoods Lassen, or I would end with Bend. Because yeah. um, Bend's got a fairly bigger airport. Um, you, you know, you can hop over to Portland and Portland out. Um, or, you know, if you're coming from like, say you um, from over there in uh, Montana, you can then, it's an easier road out. Um, out back to Montana um so you know it because Crater and Bend you know, it is a couple few hours of a drive so you know you do have to you will have to plan it out um but you know with these parks it might be worth looking into surrounding areas along with it so when you do check out Alaska in one day check out Mount, Mount Shasta the following day and then head on over uh, to the Redwoods is probably where I would go next. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a longer drive probably than Crater, but your drive home from Crater to an airport will be uh, to a bigger airport will be a lot, um, lot shorter than like if you did it from the Redwoods because you know, as I've said before, the Redwoods are out on their own <laughs> in the their own little world out there, which is what makes it awesome being out at the Redwoods. No, and that's exactly it. It's kind of, it's really cool, uh, all of it. And this is, this is a fun, I think a fun circle to do because these parks are often left out of people's minds of going to them. Um, so when you, if you have the ability to do all three together, mm -hmm then you're really making the most of the trip because I think uh, the experiences are, are, are different too, especially when you throw the Redwoods in there because the Redwoods are their own thing. Um, whereas like Lassen and Crater have that volcanic feel to both of them um, where you won't get that in the Redwoods. But, no, you know, so you're getting a different type of trip and anytime you're in nature, it's good. You're seeing the wildlife, it's good. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I'm probably a little biased, but I love the Redwoods. So I, I, I think anytime you can get to the Redwoods, you're going to have a good time. It's, you're sitting in that mat, in that, in those forests there, checking it all out, taking it all in, being tiny amongst the giants. Um, so I, I'm biased there, you know, go check out the groves, uh, go check out the beach is there, um, all that fun stuff. So did you ever do, uh, in this book, in one of the secrets of the Redwoods? Ooh. No. Um, Lion's Ranch Trail. Uh, have you, did you ever do that, that trail? They said it's a 15, uh, I think it's a 15-mile trail. No, I never did it. Takes you to school. 
Schoolhouse Peak. No, I, I never, in fact, I don't even know really where it is in that park. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, it would be, it's in the National Park. It looks like it's a trek to get there. You have to you take Bald Hills Road, uh, which it, you go past Lady Bird Johnson Grove. Oh, I've been in that area. Yeah, it's deep. Uh, I've been in that area. I did, I did a hike in that area one day i just kind of drove out there um and i went to i went to some sort of lookout um because i remember I, I don't think i was supposed to drive up there um but i did and then a guy came out and said hey uh you can be here as long as i'm here but you're really not supposed to be here <laughs> oh, really? yeah he, he but he left the gate open so i was like i it looked like i could go so i just oh. went up and, you know, I parked and just, like, looked around and took in the views, and he came out. He was super cool. He's, nice. you know, he was just, like, as long as I'm here and I'm going to be here for, like, another 30 minutes, you know, you can stay and as long as you don't cause any ruckus. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. Oh, man. You know, I've never seen a fern, uh, picture of Fern Canyon until now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Kind of wish we would have went now. Oh, Fern Canyon is super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that is state park, but, um, but it, I mean, it's, it basically borders the national park. So it's one I would almost like say you got to do. Um, if you do the longer hike, you don't have to pay the state park fee. Um, but if you do the car, you take your car basically to Fern Canyon, uh, yeah. you have to pay like 10 bucks for the, um, for the state park fee. But it also gets you into another state park that day called Patrick's Point, which is another cool little spot. So you can hit both of those state parks for the $10. Well, and, you know, even uh, like Trees of Mystery, getting to do Trees of Mystery. I know I talked a little bit about that um, on one of our last episodes um, before this one. Um, but it seems that was really cool. The money was worth it to do that, um, to have that experience, because I think being up in the trees, like actually up in them gives you a different type of perspective to yeah. experience and feel. Um, but I didn't realize I'm looking at this. There's a, there's a little, little trailhead. If you walk across the street uh, from Trees of Mystery called Hidden Beach Trailhead. And um, there's two short hikes and it takes you right down to Hidden Beach. And that looks like a pretty area as well. Host of sea, seabirds and sea lions. Oh, there you go. There you go, people. Um, go check it out. Uh, I think Trees of Mystery would be cool. I'm kind of jealous I never did it when I was living down there because um, I've always wanted to get up into the trees. Uh, the Eureka Zoo down in Humboldt, they have a walkway now too. Oh, cool. Um, so you can get up in the trees there. Um, you have to go to the zoo, which I mean, it's not a huge zoo. Um, it's got some cool things, but you know, it's not like the trees of mystery kind of, it's not the same kind of feel. It's a little bit more in the, in the city of Eureka. Yeah. But still, still, still very, very cool. Uh, the Redwoods are, you know, the Redwoods are nice because you can check out a lot while making uh, progress in your travels. So yeah. you can start pretty low, um, in like the Eureka avenues of giants there. And then you can go up to like an Oric. You can check out the Lady Bird Johnson, uh, the Tall Trees Grove. And then you can go up to like a Crescent City, you know, hit that Trees of Mystery, which is close to Crescent City. You got the Jedediah Smith area. You got the Titans Grove in that area, which has a bunch of the tall trees in, you know, so you can make a lot of a progress in your traveling while seeing a lot of the redwoods, which is kind of cool and nice. Yeah. Especially like the Avenue of Giants, you're going North to South on that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, you know, and then from there, you know, from Crescent city to like Grants pass, that's an hour and a half. And then, you know, you're looking probably hour and a half, two hours, uh, to crater Lake at that point. Um, so, you know, as you're making your way to Crater Lake, you can see a lot from uh, that, on that way, on that travel. Um, so 
it's kind of a nice little medium spot or middle spot in this cluster because you can you make progress to your next point while seeing a lot, doing a lot. It was, we hit all the points about trees, but we didn't even mention the parts about the beaches on yeah. uh, on this little way up. And the um, lighthouses. There's some cool lighthouses the whole way up from Eureka on, too, that people like. There's, you know, lighthouse nerds. There, Yeah, there's lighthouses in Crescent City. There's lighthouses in Trinidad. So, I mean, there's, there's just a lot that you can see while you make your way up, um, which is what makes that area kind of cool. Um, that's a nice little part of it. Um, but speaking of cool, like cool stuff, it's time for cool shit in nature. <laughs> so uh, this week I've got another two things of cool shit in nature. Um, super excited about it. Um, we're going to show this first one here real quick. you wanderers for checking us out uh make sure that you are hitting that like button that subscribe button leaving us a review on the itunes on the spotify's or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today uh we really appreciate it any kind of feedback uh we love it uh make sure to check out the youtube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices but uh hit the like and subscribe button there too to see all of the fun wandering way stuff yeah, on the YouTube too, make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag in the Linktree bio, click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go teespring.com slash Wandering Ways. You'll find us. You'll find socks. You'll find shirts. You'll find whatever you want to put our logo on and you can have it for sure. And maybe you only like one of the Wandering Ways team members here and you want to check out maybe just me personally because obviously I might be the better one. Uh, check me out, Reverend Marcus on the Instagram, on the Twitter. I got some fun stuff there. Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Ruguru. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. Um, one second. This one's kind of going back into an old lane of mine that you guys used to give me crap about. <laughs> but it's it's not necessarily the same uh it's always kind of cool to oh see. heck yeah it's a ram yeah it's two rams heading it's actually three um it's like a little three-way battle here um Weird. what a dick you know it, it's like they're ganging up it's also not they, like the most intense ram they, they, well it's winter so they might just be doing it to do it oh like, yeah practice kind of thing because uh it's not rut i don't think no. for them they're not breeding at this point and they're like they just kind of go right back to chewing like their cud just yeah but i was able to actually see this up in glacier um one year um oh right in the butt hit him in the yeah. butt um but we uh damn we're, we're we're on that logan's pass hike there goes my microphone you're good you hear me Oh, there we go. Microphone's dropping. Mic just dropped because the, the um, he hit so hard it made my microphone fall. No, but uh, I was able to see this up on the Logan's Pass hike one year. Rams That'd be up cool. on a big to hill. It live. It to cool. hear it would be cool. It was too far away to hear it, but we saw it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Another uh, one here. It's another cool thing. Oh, I don't know. Are we? Uh, yeah you know this is a cool one this is in monterey which is in california um Look but all them fish getting eaten up by this big old whale yeah missing see, a lot uh, it looks like this would be really cool to see uh how many do you think he's getting in that oh man i mean it's got to be at least 11 yeah at least. I mean, no, he's got to be getting close to like a couple thousand. I don't think a couple thousand, probably close to a thousand, maybe. 
Yeah. Well, because look at like all the ones that don't get in either. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's a lot of fish right there. Yeah. And he got big old mouth. That's true. That's a big humpback whale. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how much like they gobble up in one mouthful. Well, yeah. I'm more, he's missing a lot on this one. If you guys check out the YouTube, so you'll see the, he's missing all these fish. Well, we also don't know how many he's getting either. At least that one. Oh, nope. I don't know. Look at them all full fall out. Yeah, the ones that don't quite get in the in his yeah. mouth. Like he flops them up and it's like they have second, there's like the second chance. Yeah. Ooh, but that's so much pressure and velocity and force going up. Mm -hmm. Pushing those fish like that in the water. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you know, some cool shit in nature. Whales are cool. Um, we've talked about whales a ton <laughs> when it comes to um, this podcast. Uh, we like whales. Um, but going on back into our cluster of Lassen, the Redwoods, we are now making our way into the southern Oregon area of good old Crater Lake, Crater Lake National Park. Um, you know, if you read the little poster that's behind me, it will say it's just something to look at and then leave. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that. It's cool to go and look at. But it's also cool to get into and do some hikes. If you are a biker, uh, cycling the road, the rim road, uh, would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, but Crater Lake, you know, it's, uh, there's one hike that can get you down to the water. So you can go ahead and jump into it. Uh, you can take a little boat tour to Wizard Island, a little boat trip to Wizard Island, go on, which is the island in the middle. Well, not like the middle, but. It's in the lake, um, so the only way to get there is by boat. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's Cascades. It's considered the Cascades. Uh, Cascades are super cool mountains to be in, volcanic mountains. Um, it's cool to see that history of Crater Lake and like seeing like how big of an explosion that was that it basically just blew a bunch of its head off, and now it's just a big old hole that's full of water. Very cold yeah. water, to be uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool park and part of it being having that volcanic history of it. You know, people call it crater, thinking oh asteroid, but no, it's crater because the volcano exploded and left a crater. Yeah. Um, but I'm reading here in in, in my secret book, <laughs> um, the Castle Crest Wildflower Trail. Wildflowers can be found er, in early July and or in July and August along this trail near the park headquarters, midway between the two villages. The route weaves along a path through thin subalpine forest and broad wildflower meadows, and alongside Munson Creek. The best time to hike this short, exquisite trail is mid to late summer, when the vast array of wildflower species erupt in spectrum of colors. Yeah, uh, this would be a cool place to see uh, some of the wildflowers. Well, uh, I know you like them, so that's why I'm like, hey. Here well, you yeah, go. I'd love me some wildflowers. There's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, who doesn't? You get to go <laughs> hike through like a little prairie, a little bit of a valley there, and you get to be up in the mountains and you see a bunch of like all the different colors. I mean, I don't know maybe if you're colorblind because you can't get to enjoy all the different colors but even then you're probably still getting something out of it um just as as beautiful as they are wildflowers like don't sleep on wildflowers well and the pacific crest trail kind of comes through there too pacific crest trail does go through that area so if you are one of those through hikers um you know i'd say stop check it out um it's a cool i think I think Crater the, is also what I like about it too, is you can do it in the winter. And I think you could do pretty much all three of these parks in the winter as well. Oh, hundred percent. Cause the Redwoods, they don't get snow. Yeah, they, they, they do can. like once every 10 years and it's like two centimeters. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, so you're getting, you can go do that in December. Me, yeah. you and Matt did. And that was fun. Um, I, I don't know if, 
Lassen. It might be, it might be a little more closed down in the winter. Um, but I think crater, cause that's one people like seeing, you see those wintry shots of that lake, you know? Yeah. That is a nice thing about this cluster is you really can do it any time of the year. Traveling amongst them is pretty good and easy any time of the year. Um, and you know, the crowds will be less in the winter just, just cause that's is how it is. Um, you know, people just don't really go out and do a lot of these as much as they do in the summer. Um, these parks still get hit, uh, pretty good. Um, from what I, at least I know Redwoods and Crater, I'm not too familiar with how Lassen is in the winter. Um, I, I'm assuming it's location because it's more it, it's close to the Sierra Nevada mountains as well yeah um, but it's still part of the Cascades which is nice um, but I feel like the elevation and location it gets snow which I think would be cool there no it, it does get snow because I mean first time I've ever been to last and half the park was closed due to snow so um so, I mean, it does get a good amount of snow um, for sure. So I just, um, I'm not sure if they close off the park in the snow, um, which I don't think so, because I think people can, like, will go across country skiing in that park uh, in the winter. So, you know, if you're, or snowshoeing, snowshoeing, I think would be kind of cool in that park if there was a good amount of snow. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can, I bet you could get to the top of Lassen too in the snow. Just turns it into a little bit more of a hike um, yeah. instead of the like, what is it, six mile, five miles round trip for uh, in the summertime. It probably turns it into more of like a full day trip when it's in the snow. Well, and I wonder if, if, uh, yeah, horseshoeing and stuff like that up to the top is a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. We, I, we probably have to look a little bit more into it. Um, but, you know, that area, Shasta gets a lot of uh, action in the, I mean, they're skiing at Shasta. So, you know, there's winter activities in that area in case Lassen's not. Um, so you can get some winter fun. You can go over to the Redwoods and get out of the snow. Um and enjoy the redwoods in the winter when it's wet, which is arguably a nice time to be in the redwoods is when everything's kind of wet and foggy. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, you know, and for our, our people that are out there looking for Bigfoot, like us, those are some good parks to find them in, you know, those have a lot of sightings, um, and that's fun. I mean, I like, I like Bigfoot because he, he keeps the adventure going. You keep looking for him. You have to go down the trail, find the waterfall. Have to go to the trail and find the river because you know he's he'll be there too one of these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, I mean it's great squatching area. Um, yeah. I mean the redwoods and that area is it's a hotbed for um, going out looking for Bigfoot. Um, but I mean Crater Lake and Lassen are just not too far behind in the the Sasquatch in the Sasquatch lore. So, um, if you're out there looking, maybe go check out these places. This is a great cluster. You can do a lot, and you can see a lot of different things within this cluster. It's not one of those, like, clusters where it's all relatively the same. You know, Crater and Lassen are probably the most similar, but Lassen doesn't have, like, the big, big lakes, you know, and uh crater craters kind of because it is crater like the lake there it's kind of like its own unique thing so you know you can get a lot of different things i think it's an underrated cluster you'll get a lot into it you'll see a lot um it's great for like a long week of camping well, with the family with your friends whether you choose a van trailer or just regular old tent car camp type deal yeah, no, I like that. I, I and what I think about each each of these parks, and when you look at like national parks, right, and the reason they became a national park. Um, for example, I think Crater's one of those ones that it was a now like 
when you saw it, you're like, yep, this needs to be protected. Um, you know, like a Yellowstone. Yep. Um, Redwoods was, it needs to be saved because people are going to take, take it away. Mm-hmm. Lassen is just kind of one of those ones that's like, it's pretty, it's beautiful land that there's not really anything we could do to it because of its volcanic activity. So it's a park. Yeah, you know, and I think there's a little bit of history in the area. So um, it probably leans more towards one of those historical national parks um, when it comes down to like the main main thing of Lassen. You know, there there's the beautiful Ah National Parks, and then there's there's those historical ones, um, both equally as good. Oh yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no. Anyways, the, this is a great cluster. It really is. You should check it out. Um, again, really kind of depends on where you can get the cheapest ticket in. If you are going to fly into the area, uh, you know, driving wise. You know, San Francisco, it's probably quicker to go to the Redwoods first. If you're in the Valley of California, probably best to go Lassen. And if you're in Oregon or Washington or anywhere above, like above the California state line, Crater Lake's probably your best go-to starting point. Um, And then just however you want to do it from there. There isn't really a good way to do uh, the order for this but that's what makes it nice is because you can really customize this trip and it's going to be the same regardless really where you uh, start uh, your trip well um, and I like that because what I also like about this is the the towns and the cities that you kind of talked about the small towns when, when you're talking about yeah go experience the the small town around Lassen because that, that those are those tourist towns that people like to go into and see and crater has that um the redwoods have that they also have the cities too that try you know they're not necessarily the largest cities in the area but they they serve purposes and they have different things like eureka's downtown is very historic mm-hmm. um the bay fronts different things out there um the the reddings the logging history the all all of that in the area is fun to see. So if you're bouncing around and you're, and you're one of those people that's like, I'm not camping, I'm staying at hotels, you have those opportunities. Very, very, you, very true. But if you're camping and want to get off the grid, you have those opportunities too. And I think that's what's cool about this kind of a cluster. Yeah. No, that is that is very true because you can, you can do it kind of however you want to. You mm-hmm. can see it, see the things that you want to. You can mix it of like a mixture of going out into nature, of not going into nature, staying in these small towns, whether you're experiencing the humble life or maybe you're stopping at the Shakespeare Festival in Ashland, Oregon on your way between Crater and Lassen. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, there's really just a lot of anything you want to do, you can do in these areas. Yeah. So it's kind of, I guess it's, it's, it's you, the traveler who decides this, this cluster. Um, Whereas, as like, when we talk about like the glacier Yellowstone Teton trip, I feel like that one, that one's nature heavy. Yes, there's the towns to do things. But when we talked about that cluster, a lot of people throw Glacier off and just do Yellowstone and Teton. And if you're in those areas, you're, you're, you're staying pretty heavy to the parks. I guess like the Jackson, yeah, you get the cities and the, the small town feel um, too. But I don't, it's just a... It, it's I, not the same. It's not the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same kind of like small town feel that you do get um, with this Redwood Crater Lassen cluster. You know, with the Glacier, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, you know, maybe you can stop in like a Bozeman one day, you know, get a good Bozeman feel or even like a Missoula, want to like stay that there for a day. But that's really only if you decide to go that Glacier route. Mm-hmm. If you're not going the Glacier route, you know, you really you have Jackson Hole uh, or maybe like a West Yellowstone. Um, yeah. Unless you're going to go whitewater rafting, then you may throw in a gardener for that one. Yeah. Um, but, exactly. but I mean, you can go whitewater rafting uh, here in Southern Oregon. You know, there's a ton of whitewater stuff to check out here. Um, or actually, there's a ton of whitewater there on your way near the Redwoods as well. 
So if you like white water, both clusters are good, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's one of the best parts about this is you can customize it. You can really get the trip that you want. You can see a lot and uh, you can kind of do it in any time frame. You know, I would recommend anywhere from like four to seven days to do this cluster. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and give it the time and, and the time you want to give it. Uh, and I, what I like about it too is, is that within the three parks, you can decide, you know, I'm not a tree person, but I like lakes. So you can dedicate more time to the lake and you'll still feel like you got a fill of each one of these parks. Um, so that's, that's the cool thing too. So if there's one you want to really like, I got, I have to, or, or you're fixed to that because that's part of your schedule already. You 100%. 100%. Um, well, anyways, it is kind of that time and I'm going to be that guy. Um, it is time to do the last words. So oh. last or final words, final words, final words, my guy. You know, uh, talking beginning, you know, I just want to big shout out to everyone. Uh, who's listening and wandering on with us you know we love hearing from you and love where this thing's going and uh I, i'm excited to keep keep wandering on and and wandering into the next adventure and wandering my way so um you know not too much to say today but just keep wandering on because let's go adventure there's still time it's still warm out yeah no uh even though changing the trees let's still get out there uh final Final words of wisdom from the Reverend himself. You know, stay beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate every single one of you uh, for listening, for tuning in. If you are a week-to-week -week person, you're amazing. If it's your first time checking it out, you're amazing. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, all of that kind of fun stuff. It really helps out the podcast a whole lot. So please, please, please do that. Uh, you know, get out, do some motion, get active, whether it's a walk, whether it's a run, a bike, a swim, a climb, a skate, whatever you want. Just get out, do some stuff, get the body moving and enjoy some nature because uh, that's what it's there for. It's for you to enjoy. Uh, it's for you to uh, breathe in that good, good air and see all of the cool things and beautiful colors. Uh, so, I mean, that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.